build up that kind of level of security in case anything does go wrong further down the line. You want to have those savings available. That's the one thing that will pull you through this if you're unfortunate enough to lose your job. Welcome back to Pocket Money, everyone. Hey, Kate. Hey, Sally. Saying hello to you from across the internet because we're currently recording this episode separately from our own homes because we're social distancing right now. Yeah, I am. I'm without a joke sitting in my wardrobe because it has the best sound quality (laughs) in the house. So, of course, we're currently social distancing because of all of the coronavirus craziness happening right now. And in today's episode of Pocket Money, we're actually going to be chatting a little bit about that and especially the tough line between budgeting and like reining in our finances and being a bit more savvy with how we spend our money but also supporting the economy and especially local business which I think is a tough one. We're going to be talking about sort of some of the really typical ways you can waste money but with a bit of a lens on what's going on at the moment and and understanding that you know what might have been a money waste a month ago may not even exist now or may be totally off your radar. So we're going to wind a few things into here and just see how people are going in these uncertain times. It's even more important to have a a real handle on your finances, making a budget, understanding where your money's going because things are so uncertain. So if you haven't done it before, this is the perfect opportunity to do it. Everything that's happening right now is moving so fast. So we're also just mindful of budget by the time that this episode comes out, you know, the world may have changed even further. So this isn't health advice. It's not financial advice. We're just having a real chat about some of the problems that we're facing. We're seeing other people in the world facing. And yeah, we just hope that it'll be helpful for you guys. Yeah, totally. And I guess, you know, we do, Sally and I work, you know, for Finder and we have a, a, a ridiculous amount of experts who are across so many of the areas that are really being affected at the moment. So like, as Sal said, you know, this isn't specific financial advice, but, you know, I'm hoping we've got a good read on what's going on out there in terms of the jobs we do. We're across a lot of the changes and things that are happening. So we're hoping this episode will be able to help you and make a few extra little wiser decisions, or at least have a think about some of the things that are going on for you at the moment. This episode of Pocket Money is presented by Bundle. Bundle lets you buy now, pay later, everywhere MasterCard is accepted. So from clothes to groceries and fuel to coffee, you'll have two weeks to pay interest-free. Head to bundle.com.au, that's B-U-N-D-L-L.com.au to learn more. You know, we're in a very changeable um, financial climate at the moment. We want to look at how that's all going, but also just focus down on what really is an evergreen topic, which is what's happening with your personal finances. Where can you make some savings? Where can you, you know, optimize where you're spending or improve the bang you're getting for your buck? Obviously, with the lens of what's going on at the moment with the current financial crisis, but this is still good advice, which is evergreen. So I guess what we wanted to first look at is our personal finances and in terms of what are we doing in terms of Australia. At Finder, we do a lot of research with um, everyday Australians 
friends to find out where they're spending their money, where they're not spending their money and where they think they could do better. So originally when we looked at this episode, we're going to talk about some of the biggest money waste. And this was just from February 2020, which I don't know about Mm -hmm. you, Sal, feels like a really long time ago. Oh yeah, that was decades ago now for me. (laughs) Two and a bit weeks or two decades ago. Um, (laughs) But back then in those wonderful times, some of the biggest money waste identified by our nationally representative survey was for men, it was gambling. 19% of Australian Australian men said that. Electronics was 12%, which is interesting. Probably right now, some of those are really coming in handy. I know plenty of um, households are scrambling to buy a little extra tech at the moment. Another money waste people put on there was travel, which was 9%, closely followed by jewellery at 7%. You can never have too much jewellery, is that right, Sally? Well, I mean, I know that's what I'll be trying to hock first when uh, just all the currencies go under and, you know, we're all living in like a Mad Max society. So, you know, why not? Adult entertainment, 7%. And Hello. I'm an eyebrow because I'm not sure what the definitions of that are. You know what? I feel like right now, uh, if anything, maybe some of those purchases will be going up. I'd be interested to see how that will, will change over the next few months. And why not? Self-care is self-love, baby. Absolutely. And then, you know, <laughs> women are saying their biggest regret on credit was um, gym memberships and equipment. I mean, at the moment, gyms are pretty much shut down. I think at the moment, personal trainers are allowed to run around out there. Look, equipment may not be seen as a waste of money at the moment. I know some stores that have been selling things like treadmills have sold mm-hmm. out of stock. So um, this is just a great example of when the world tilts, what seems like a frivolous and suddenly may, may not seem like that. Has anything changed the way you've been behaving lately, Sally, in terms of your buying or not buying? Mm, Oh, definitely. So the first thing that I noticed was very sadly, all of the concerts that are being cancelled and postponed. And obviously I am heartbroken about that. But yeah, I've been getting some bank back in my account. It all adds up. And like they all seem to just be falling in this March, April, May period. And yes, I've been enjoying a little bit of money back from that. Also, just the money that I would spend in day to day life on commuting, getting multiple coffees, maybe going out for lunch, you know, walking past the shops and seeing something that I like. And also like grocery shopping as well. I feel like maybe now I've been a little bit more disciplined in what I've been buying. I had some travels planned for the next couple of months. I'm pretty Mm. sad about that. But like you said, I'm now uh, awash in um, travel vouchers and and refunds as well. So that's really been noticeable. Um, For me, I'm my biggest weakness for money waste would be online shopping. And I have to say I've stopped doing that. And I think part of it's just because I'm not leaving the house. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sort of suddenly reassessing all those must-haves. And part of that is like what you touched on, Sal. It's when you're out and about, you're going out to work. Even in my job, I do a lot of media. At the moment, that's not really happening as much. It's caused me to stop and think before I purchase. So I'm hoping that will continue when the world restores itself to whatever the new normal is going to be. And again, not being out and about, that's right. All those little discretionary purchases, as we call them, um, have really bottomed out for me. Um, I'm doing a coffee run once a day and that's mainly because I just love my local cafe. They're able to do takeaway. They're able to do good social distancing. And I really, really don't want to see them go under. I'm really invested in them um, kicking on. So for me at the moment, 
possibly coffee and muffin purchases are up. <laughs> the other thing I guess we need to touch on in this is, is employment and job security because yeah. this crisis has impacted every industry. Greg Jericho, who writes for The Guardian, pointed out if Australia follows the same trends as the US, unemployment could rise to 8% in Australia. We have not uh, had the same levels of uh, closures or lockdowns as they have yet, but it does appear we are following in the same direction. So that's just something else to be really mindful of. I'm being really mindful that I feel very lucky at the moment to be working. Not a lot of people can be working. Um, mm. Some people have been stood down indefinitely. I know a friend that works in the airline industry that's happened to. My yeah. best friend's a chef. Um, she has lost her job. She works in fine dining and she just got back from holidays, so in Bali and had to self-isolate and she's just discovered it's a small family-owned business. They've just decided to close, which is really sad. So it's happening already mm-hmm. uh, and that is probably a better reason than ever for people to really take a good hard look at their budgets and, and, and see where they can pull back. It's definitely a tough one and I think that's such a good point to be mindful that not everybody has that luxury of getting an income right now and that financial security is you know non-existent for a lot of people right now but I think that if you don't have a budget already now is the time to make one there are so many resources out there on the internet on finder that you can use so usually we would use the 50 30 20 method so you would put 50 percent of your money towards your needs so like your bills and like the non-negotiables 30 percent towards your wants So for me, concert tickets and then 20% towards your savings. I know this is going to be different for everyone, but personally, I've definitely been swapping the wants to savings ratio right now and putting a lot more money into my savings. That's one budgeting tip that I think is pretty easy for a lot of people to try out. Other things that just popped into my head when you were talking about that, Talis, uh, my partner had a birthday recently, so he's been given a lot of vouchers for things like experiences and stuff like Mm. that. So this is a good time to audit that stuff as well because you obviously want to make sure that they don't go to waste. So, you know, I think we've done finer research in the past that showed Australians are sitting on like a billion dollars worth of unused vouchers and gift cards. So this is a good time to audit those as well, being mindful that some businesses may close and maybe you want to approach them for a refund. You might want to see if you can get an extension on those because that is another form of currency and often it's something that someone spent money on for you as a gift. And when we were talking about some of those budgeting tips as well, There's plenty of apps and stuff out there that basically do this stuff for you. So there's like Pocketbook or if you're using Bundle to use Buy Now, Pay Later. Lots of these apps have features as well as the Finder app. Nice little plug there. Um, Have features that show you the breakdown of your spending and especially the categories of your spending. So like how much you're spending on groceries or entertainment or whatever it is. And I think that's a really helpful way to, like you said, do a bit of an audit on what you're spending and it just makes it really clear on where your money is going and where, where it could be going instead. It sounds like the simplest thing in the world, but for some weird reason, so many of us don't do it. But I think like apps are great. They almost gamify this Mm. kind of stuff. It's easy. It's all in one place. Like you said, Bundle's doing this really well. Finder's doing this really well. Two, you can actually see where all your money's going and what's being spent. 
subscriptions, a great opportunity. We always say this, but this is a great opportunity to consolidate them or audit them. I mean, not consolidate. Some people may be taking up more subscriptions. I don't know. Yeah. Like, our, our behaviors change. So maybe where we were spending money on Uber and eating out, we might be picking up. I know in my house, uh, there's a lot of heavy lobbying for the Disney Plus app, uh, which I'm currently oh resisting. <laughs> No, you can't. It's honestly the best. Disney Plus has been my saving grace in this tough time. There you go. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to capitulate. No, I will run my own budget, Sally, and see what we're saving on uh, going out. And uh, I'll review my muffin budget. For people that are in debt, though, this is not uncommon. A huge amount of Australians carry debt. If you do, there are some things you can do, which you should be doing anyway, but obviously it's more pressing at the moment. So don't uh, sit there and stress. Try and be proactive. So if you do have some debt, see if you can get some relief from your credit card or your mortgage lender. So if you've got a home loan or credit card debt, contact your lender to see what you can do. So this is just straight up. You're really struggling at the moment. Maybe you're out of work. You're about to lose work. Get on the front foot. All these organizations have financial hardship teams. And I think people don't always know that. They want to keep you as a customer. They don't want you to fall into a hole, you know, when it's too late. So contact your lenders if you are concerned they might be able to do things like offer a lower interest rate lower fees they might be able to even freeze some of those repayments this is just good solid advice and this is the time to do it so if you've got any concerns around things like that the other thing if you do have credit card debt now might be the time to consider doing a balance transfer. So with these cards, you move your debt from your old card to one that's charging 0% interest on your debt. And this interest-free period can last for up to 26 months, which is a huge like amount of time to have breathing room to pay off your debt. You can also consolidate multiple debts. So if you have like two or three credit cards that are all attracting a high interest rate or just interest at all, this could be a really great time to combine them all under one account that is collecting no interest for the promotional period. Of course, you know, these things sound great. It kind of, you know, sounds like, you know, you're not going to be paying any money, but it's very important that if you do a balance transfer that you need to set up a repayment budget plan for yourself to make sure that you are paying off this debt you know, by the time the 26 months or however long the interest-free period runs out because that's how you're really going to get value out of these cards is by paying it off. It's really important to be proactive and still paying off that debt so you don't get to the end of the interest-free period and be like, oh, God, and then it all starts attracting interest again. The final one is there's been a lot of discussion about super at the moment and pulling super out. There's been various advices. We've had a lot of confusing messages from the government about everything. But look, key message, I think, from us at Finders, if you're young, don't overreact with your super right now or pull the money out unless you really really need to. We had some data from Host Plus, which is an industry fund that said the $20,000 withdrawn by someone 25 years old um, would have swelled to $132,000 by the time they're age 67. So that's a scary stat, but that's just to show the impact of doing something like that. While it is on the table, we've got heaps, we'll have heaps of um, links to things like Super in the show notes. Just stop and think. There's lots of other things you can do before that. As we mentioned, balance transfer credit cards, 
contacting your lenders, do all those steps first before you go to super and really do your research before you do it. It's going to have a huge impact. Sally, we've got heaps of experts at Finder. One of them is our insights editor, Graham Cook, or as we like to call him, the Irish Oracle. He wrote a really great piece the other day on the stimulus packages available and how Australians can protect their savings. So I think we should give him a call. Let's do it. Hey, Graham, welcome to Pocket Money. Good afternoon, guys. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Graham? I am excellent. I'm only slightly starting to get bored with working from home, but not quite there yet. Could be worse. You could be in a cupboard like me. That's true. <laughs> so, Graham, you spoke with, was it 17 Australian economists about the state of the world right now? And you were talking to them about some of the stimulus packages that have been announced by the government over the last week or so. Yeah, well, so the government has announced two stimulus packages so far. The first one was in the teens in terms of the, the value in the teens of billions. The second one was $66 billion. And in Finder, we regularly survey economists across Australia. So one of the things I wanted to find out was if the uh, the government creating all this extra cash and pumping it into the economy um, was going to maybe have any negative effect on the Australian dollar, if it was going to decrease the value of the Australian dollar internationally, which would obviously mean that the things that you own, the savings that you have in Australia would be worth less compared to the rest of the world and whether that could potentially affect the value of savings for families. So I was asking economists what they think would be the best way to protect your savings if you have cash saved um, and you're an Australian family. And actually, surprisingly, the, the, the pretty simple, straightforward answer that came back as the most popular was stick with term deposits and savings accounts right now. So there's no fear for the kind of weakness of the currency in, in the long run. Currently, right now, savings accounts and term deposits are probably the safest thing to have your cash in uh, in the Australian market. There were some other economists that cited property as an option. We could see house prices obviously go down quite significantly in the capitals over the next few weeks as the government announced last night that they're cutting down on open houses. I mean, we mm. could be seeing 15, 20% drop in house prices, according to economists. So that could be a potential. If you're lucky enough to have a deposit saved, it might be a good time to start looking at property. Shares and gold were two options that were discussed as well, which are generally, well, gold is generally a safe haven. If you think the economy is going down the tubes, you can you can buy gold. The US dollar is another potential safe haven. Um, but they were only cited by a handful of economists. Generally, the advice is get your money in a savings account and keep it there. Now, if you're going to do that, you need to make sure that you're choosing an effective savings account in Australia because the big banks, the old-fashioned savings accounts generally won't offer you a huge interest rate. Keep an eye on the smaller banks, those bonus accounts that will give you a bonus savings rate if you do day-to-day banking. That's the way to effectively save your cash right now. The overall message, Graham, when it comes to sort of savings accounts and term deposits is maybe consider a different bank to get the most bang for your buck, but hang on to it in there. Don't do anything crazy. Don't start cashing it out or... Yeah, it builds up that kind of level of security in case anything does go wrong further down the line. You want to have those savings available. That's the one thing that will pull you through this if you're unfortunate enough to lose your job. And, you know, there's a whole raft of savings options available, but some are offering significantly better returns than the others. Actually, if you want to kind of narrow down the banks to look at, the kind of smaller online banks and the neobanks, banks like Ubank and ING and banks like 86400 and Zinja, those guys are offering some of the better rates in the market right now. You can see these obviously all on Finder, but it might be worth moving whatever savings you have to an account which gets you a higher rate just to, to kind of build up that security blanket. 
That's great advice. What would you say to anyone who's a bit uh, bit tentative to uh, try a neobank? What can you say to allay any fears they might have about those? Oh, I understand that, to be honest, um, because these are new kids on the block and with the economy very much in uncertain times, you know, you'd be worried about new banks. But the first thing to say is that the Australian government guarantees all funds deposited with neobanks up to a quarter of a million dollars per bank. So you do not need to worry about the security of your cash um, in these banks. And because these banks are brand new, they're doing an awful lot to try and get customers on board and they're offering really good interest rates. Zinja is the most interesting example here. Before the most recent double set of cuts, Zinja were offering 2.25%, which was one of the highest rates on the market. After the cuts came into place, every other bank passed on the rate cut to consumers, but Zinja decided to instead keep the current customers on board, give everybody the, the, the current rate without cutting it, but instead stop new customers from applying. So anyone who was with Zinja from before has been rewarded with a loyalty bonus, essentially, is now getting the best interest rate in the country. So there could be some, uh, some, some decent opportunities if you look at these new kids on the block. Keep an eye on Finder. We'll be, we'll, be, we'll be monitoring these changes on all of our different channels as these new announcements come out every day at this stage. Yeah, it's a movable face. Yeah, it sure is. We'll make sure to pop some of those resources in the show notes. And I think that's really good advice, Graham. And as well, switching banks or like opening a new savings account for some reason seems like such a, you know, arduous task. But we have the time now and it actually is... I think it's a lot quicker than a lot of people think. So definitely take the time to do a little bit of research, compare your options, and it could just be, yeah, a couple of minutes online to open a new new account and move your savings over. So why not? Well, thank you so much, Graham. That was all super helpful. We'll make sure to put a link to Graham's amazing article that outlined the stimulus packages and um, also some of that feedback that we got from The Economist uh, in the show notes. But thanks, Graham. This episode of Pocket Money is brought to you by Bundle. Bundle lets you buy now, pay later, wherever MasterCard is accepted. In these unpredictable times, we're all thinking about our money habits. Have you got any questionable ones? I know I have. With Bundle, you can track down your weekly spend by creating category spending limits and notifications to help you stick to your budget. Be the master of your money with Bundle at bundle.com.au. That's B-U-N-D-L-L dot com dot A-U. Now let's get back to the show. So this stuff is changing rapidly, as we know, but there have been a lot of really interesting chats and posts on social media, especially about the things that we can do to support local businesses and to support the economy I think it's really, it's just like a really interesting time because while that is so true, there's also like the philosophical side of me that's like, is it our responsibility as individuals to be providing this support? What do you think, Kate? It is a little bit of an unfair individualistic take that we are all expected to shop our way out of this crisis when so many of us are not sure where we're going to be in a couple of weeks ourselves. I think in the UK, it's been really interesting that the government stepped in to support small business who've had to close. Mm. Um, I think there are things we can do within reason, but it really depends on how you're feeling about your own finances. I've really, since my friends have lost jobs, thought about that rule that we often talk about at Finder, which is you need at least three months salary stashed away if you can and that's never really 
be more pertinent than now. So um, I think it's a balance, you know, like it's great to try and support your local businesses. You can shop online, you can shop locally, you can buy gift cards. I'm still ordering home delivery twice a week, which is kind of what we usually do. I'm not going crazy, but at the same time, I don't want to cut that off. You know, it is a balancing act. And again, I totally recognize I'm saying this from a place of privilege where I still have a job, I have a home, I'm in an area where I can do that. But I think people shouldn't feel weighed down on top of everything else that's going on, like it's all on them to make sure that these businesses don't collapse. Yeah, I think that's so true. And we're all feeling that pressure. There was a really interesting article on Refinery29 by Kristen Iverson. My apologies if I'm pronouncing that name incorrectly. There was an interesting quote from the article. And it was, we spend money and have the illusion of control over an uncontrollable situation. And it's definitely like, that's how I've been feeling. You know, like there's been some local boutiques and stuff that I've been seeing are doing sales and stuff and I'm like oh well I've got friends birthdays coming up so I'll like buy this and that and prepare for that and try and help them but it's a weird time because then I'm also like no should not be buying gifts or clothes or like buying into some of these like sales and discounts that I'm getting into my email right now should be putting this money in my savings so it's definitely a tough one I think as a final note let's not forget about the people who are suffering or will suffer through some really tough economic hardships I know that Um, we've said a few times you and I are very aware we're in a very privileged position there are resources available of course we've spoken about the stimulus packages we'll include some resources to that but of course they're changing all the time so yeah make sure to have the most up-to-date info for you guys in there but if you are looking for specific answers if you have any specific questions about your situation or anything that's happening shoot us a message on instagram at pocket money podcast and we'll try to help you track it down like we said we you know are really lucky to have access to a bunch of really intelligent experts at finder uh, across basically every field in the financial sector so i'm sure we would be able to do some digging and get you some help and where I'm a huge fan of Finder is, you know, we do this in plain language. We really do make such an effort to make this stuff easy to understand, easy to take on board. We'll give you simple steps. So do check the show notes. We'll have lists of all kinds of financial assistance you can seek out, financial counselling's available through government services. Mm-hmm. We'll package it all in a way where you don't have to kind of go off and dig around for this information. So do check in. Yeah, definitely. So head to finder.com.au slash podcast for the show notes. We're also planning to do some episodes on recession proofing. So we'll be digging into a lot of the tips that we talked about today and more in further the detail and uh, we're also going to be doing an episode on investing during a market crash which is definitely a hot topic right now so make sure to subscribe to pocket money wherever you listen to your fave podcasts and don't miss out on those A lot of the topics that we mentioned today as well, from superannuation to budgeting, um, auditing your streaming services, getting the most out of your superannuation, we have actually done a lot of episodes on these topics in the past on Pocket Money. So make sure to go back through the catalogue because a lot of the tips that we gave in those episodes are still relevant even in today's climate. So definitely worth a listen and going back. 
as Sally mentioned also before, if you join us on Instagram, we've got extra tips there. That's at Pocket Money Podcast. You can slide into our DMs anytime, um, especially if you've got <laughs> any questions about stuff that's happening today. You want a little bit more guidance. We are also on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. Jump in there. Hit us up with your questions or suggestions on shows. We'll be in there too sharing some of our tips. As we said, this is such a movable feast right now. We're going to try and keep updating all this information as it happens. As always, Pocket Money is hosted by myself, Sally McMullen, and the fabulous Kate Brown, produced by our wonderful Franco Ally and edited by Brianna Onsoldo of Bambi Media. So thanks again to everybody listening today. Thanks to Graham for jumping on the call and giving us some tips. And stay safe out there, everybody. Wash your hands. Start doing a puzzle, try and stay sane, and listen to Pocket Money in the meantime. Until next time, everyone. See you later. Thanks again to Bundle for supporting this episode of Pocket Money. To sign up, keep a closer eye on your spending and be the master of your money, head to bundle.com.au. That's B-U-N-D-L-L.com.au. Thanks for listening to Pocket Money from Finder. Head over to finder.com.au slash podcast for the show notes for this episode. The Finder podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions. Although we're licensed and authorized, we don't provide financial advice. So please consider your own situation or get advice before making any decisions based on anything in our show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.